Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Bebop Tales. Bebop Tales is the best show. Bebop Tales. Just in case you didn't know. Bebop Tales is the best. Had to get that off my chest. <laughs> Did you know that Bebop Tales has a theme song with lyrics like that? Yep. Just one of the many mysteries about me that you didn't know, which I guess is why you ask so many great questions. So we had a lot of amazing responses to which channel Pandolf had to change the television to in order to free me from the clutches of that evil television. In our last episode, we got this great one from Deborah in Vancouver, Canada, and I'm going to play that for you right now. Hi, my name is Deborah. I am from... Vancouver, Canada, and this is what I think Pandolf should press. 56742. And I also have a good catchphrase for Beat Tales. It is, Hi, this is the show where Jonathan gets pranks on him while I do the show. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Deborah. That's a great guess, Deborah, and a great catchphrase. I actually looked on Jonathan's phone where there are letters that correspond to different numbers. And I couldn't make a word out of the numbers. So for five, there's JKL. And for six, there's MNO. And the best word I could come up with from the channel you sent in was LOSIC, which isn't a word, but sounds like a word. Like if Jonathan was clipping his toenails near me, I would say, oh, stop. I'm going to be LOSIC. Our listener, Amelia Shriver, suggested channel two. But that's just one letter, either A, B, or C. And while I like to say A as much as anyone, I'm not sure if that would free me from the TV. We'll talk more about some of the listener suggestions. But now let's answer a quick listener question. Let's see, what do we have here? Oh, Mayra, who's seven from Beacon, New York, wrote in and said, Have you ever been to a world where the second you try to look for anything, it disappears? That's a great question, Mayra, and the answer is thankfully, no. I've never been to a world like that, because that would drive me crazy. So I hope that answers your question, Mayra, and let's get into our episode, shall we? And see how Pandolf freed me from the television. Without further ado, here we go. Bebop Tales, Season 5, Episode 5, Right Before Your Eyes. No, don't turn it off. Don't. Whatever you do, don't turn it off. 
I don't know how I know this, but I just do. You turn off the TV and you will never see me again. I promise. You just have to find the right channel and I can climb out. But what channel? Said Pandolf. I don't know. Said Bebop. If only there was a clue. Oh, look. Said Pandolf. There's an input button here. If I press that, then the television will go over to the DVD player and then I can eject you. What? Said Bebop. That sounds painful. I don't know if that's a good idea. Pandolf switched over to the DVD player. The screen went black, except a little picture of Bebop bounced around, ricocheting off the corners and sides of the television screen. Ow. 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 Said Bebop as he bounced around. Okay, hold on. Said Pandolf. Let's just eject you. Slowly, a very flat Bebop started to squeeze out of the slot in the DVD player. Ow! Said Bebop. Stop, stop, put me back in, please. I'm too well-rounded to be flattened like this. Pandolf pushed the Bebop disc back into the player, and he appeared once again on the screen, bouncing around. Wait, I got it! Said Pandolf. Seventeen! Channel 17! Pandolf switched the channel and... Bebop suddenly appeared in the room next to his friend. There you are, said Pandolf. Good as new. Well, except that. Pandolf looked down at the toes on Bebop's right foot, which were now as thin as, well, as a DVD. No problem, said Bebop. Percolator can fix this as soon as we're home. By the way, how'd you know it was going to be 17? The number was just stuck in my head, said Pandolf. That's how many ears the big bad mean bat had. Oh, weird, but interesting, said Bebop. Bebop surveyed the room. The empty pizza boxes, the flies buzzing around, the old couch on the carpet. Of course, said Bebop. Of course. I thought we were going to be able to go a whole season without having to face him. But of course, messing him is behind all of this. This is just like his lair we found many moons ago when we climbed into the volcano. The snake, the nuggets, the bat with all those ears, the TV trap, they all speak to the weird magic Messingham always wields. So you think Messingham stole the pearl in order to... Oh, in order to boost his magic. Yeah, maybe, said Bebop. We followed him into the volcano, into the castle, onto the two towers, into all of his hovels across many worlds and dimensions. Of course, he has a mountain layer too. And if I know him, I know there's still one more room we need to find. And if we find that room, I bet we'll find your pearl. Start looking, Pandolf. Bebop began inspecting the room's walls and knocking here and there looking for a trap door or a false front that would lead to a room behind the room, which is a totally new concept Bebop just came up with. He lifted pizza boxes off the floor, shoved the television aside, but nothing. Are you going to help or what? Said Bebop. I'm sorry, said Pandolf, who had been staring at Bebop's flat toes. They're just so flat. Bebop, frustrated, kicked the couch and it toppled over. Beneath it was nothing. No trap door, no staircase descending into a secret lair, 
Just more gross carpet. He looked at Pandolf, who was looking down. Will you stop staring at my toes? Said Bebop. I'm not. Said Pandolf. Look. The panda wizard pointed at the toppled couch, lying with its back on the floor, legs in the air. One of the cushions had fallen to the floor, and in the couch, beneath where the cushion would be, in with the loose change and old cracker crumbs, was a staircase. Bebop looked again at the bottom of the couch. Nothing there, just a boring bottom of the couch. He joined Pandolf on the other side, where a staircase that led somewhere was waiting for them. Okay, said Bebop. This is definitely some of Messingham's pointless magic. Let's go. And so the two friends climbed into the couch and descended the magical staircase. It wasn't long before they came to a landing, a short platform just big enough for the two of them to stand side by side. The pale light from the living room above, combined with Bebop's eye lights, was enough for them to see that ahead of them was a door. Pandolf looked at Bebop, who nodded. The wizard reached out to turn the doorknob when it suddenly disappeared. What the? said Pandolf, and then the knob popped up on the other side of the door. Okay, gotcha, said Bebop, and struck out quickly to try to grab the knob, but it disappeared again, and then popped up in the center of the door. Mine, shouted Pandolf, who flung a paw at the knob, but it disappeared again, and then reappeared in the upper right-hand corner of the door. Wow, this is annoying, said Bebop, as he tried three more times to grab the knob. Wait, let's try it together said Pandolf. Both hands. And so Bebop reached for the knob, which was down near the bottom of the door, and with his other hand, he smacked the center of the door. Pandolf put his hands in the two corners on the left side of the door, and when the knob disappeared, the wizard felt it rise in his right palm. He quickly turned it, and the door opened. Right, said Bebop. We did it. Now, let's see what happens next. The two friends walked into a space. There was no other word for it, but space. You could call it a room, but Bebop couldn't feel the floor beneath his feet. And a sort of purple mist swirled around them, lit like the northern lights. This is it said Pandolf. I can feel it. The pearl. It's here. And as soon as he said it, a white pearl swirled into focus right in front of them. Finally, said Pandolf. Our quest is over. But as soon as he reached for it, the pearl disappeared. It showed up again just to the wizard's left. said Pandolf. I have found what I've journeyed so far for. The pearl vanished again. It reformed right in front of Bebop. After so long, said Pandolf, and so many tribulations, the pearl is mine. It disappeared again, and then it was just above the panda, 
within arm's reach. We have come to the end, said Pandolf. The pearl will be returned. You know it's just going to disappear again, said Bebop. And sure enough, the pearl vanished, only to reappear right in front of Pandolf again. Alack, said Pandolf. A wizard's trial comes to the finish line. Oh my gosh, said Bebop. I don't know what's more annoying, your dramatic declarations or the disappearing pearl. Yep, there it goes again. The pearl disappeared. <laughs> oh, there it is. That's the most annoying thing, said Bebop. <laughs> it's Messingham's laugh. <laughs> oh, come on. My laugh is charming. Yeah, you would say that, said Bebop. Okay, Pandolf. Where is the pearl now? Let's try our trick again. You, Pandolf, Pandolf. <laughs> Bebop looked at his friend. This time, the wizard was disappearing. Pandolf, wait, said Bebop. Don't go. Alas, said Pandolf, my journey has come. Pandolf disappeared. No, cried Bebop. Pandolf. No! I'm right here, Tiny, said Pandolf, who had reappeared a short distance from Bebop. Oh, said Bebop. Great, now let's get... But Pandolf disappeared again. No! Cried Bebop. And then Pandolf reappeared a little further away. Ah... Uh said Bebop. This is the most annoying cliffhanger ever. Bebop Tales, Pandolf is see-through, Messingham is back in, everyone says boo. Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, boo Messingham. Oh boy. How are we going to find Pandolf and the Pearl while everything is always disappearing? Find out next week in the season finale of Bebop Tales. But in the meantime, I have some friends to thank for their suggestions of ways Pandolf can get me out of the TV. So thank you to Deborah, of course. Thank you to Amelia Shriver. We also have Amelia from Vancouver in Washington who suggested the channel number 17. That was a really great guess based on the bat's ears. Thank you so much, Amelia. And thank you to Cameron from Perth, Australia, whose idea was to try the input button. And then thank you to Orion, Brennan, and Deacon from Pasadena, California, for their idea to try to eject me. Actually, maybe no thanks, considering that my toes got flattened. I also have to say thanks to all the amazing artists who have sent in art for me to chomp on, including... My pal Chloe, our pal Ryan, Soren from Ann Arbor, Michigan, who's six, Esme from Louisville, Texas, Sophia, who's eight from Houston, Fletcher, who's seven from Sacramento, California, Theodore, who's nine from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, our pal Caleb, who's seven from Minnetonka, Minnesota, Nate, who's seven from Chicago, 
Logan, who's seven from Sogarties, New York. Our pal Addie from Australia. Maxwell and Ezra from Massachusetts. Our pal Clara Harper from East Greenwich, Rhode Island, who's five. And Elise, who's four, from San Francisco, California. And Rowan, who's ten, from Hudson, New York. And Rowan has a joke for you, so we'll get right into our jokes. Where does an alien go if it gets a sugar rush into hyperspace? (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you so much, Rowan. And now we have a joke from our pal, Dexter. Hi, my name is Dexter from Oakland, California, and this is my joke. Why did the robot go back to robot school? Why? Why? Because its scales were getting a little rusty. (laughs) That's great. Thank you so much, Dexter and Rowan, for those jokes. Thank you to everybody who wrote in with ideas for how Pandolf could get me out of the TV. And we'll see you next week for the season finale. Bye. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today. Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of Six Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube.